Hello, my name is Jayama, and you're listening to Unpurified, the Ramblings of a Black Queer Christian. For today's episode of the podcast, um, I wanted to talk um, about the biblical prophecy surrounding um, the Bride of Christ. Um, If you've been listening to my past two um, podcast episodes, you'll know that I came to the realization that um, the body of Christ is not the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ is actually one person, one human being um, that is prophesied um, in the Bible. So uh, I finally did like a deep biblical dive into who the bride of Christ is. And I figure out I figured out some things about her and who she is and her position and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, that's we're gonna that's what we're going to get into today. So, if you would like to hear that, you can sit back, relax, and let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, just to catch the girls up, if you haven't been um, listening to my past two podcast episodes, um, uh, so far what we've discovered in along with this uh the bride of christ prophecy as i said earlier um the body of christ or the church like the whole church as a whole is not the bride of christ the bride of christ is one person okay and anybody who is online um or you know in person and they're claiming that they are the bride of Christ is not the bride of Christ. So there is like, it's not the church. The bride is not the church. The bride is one human being and the bride is not anyone who is going out and proclaiming that they are the bride of Christ. So that is everything that, you know what I'm saying? For the, for the gist of what we've discovered in these last two um, things, but obviously I had more things to say. So if you want to check out those posts, uh, they are available to you. Uh, you know, I have two blog posts around it and also two podcast episodes. So they're, they're on the website and they are, you know, seeing on the, on the, you know, seeing on the, on the list for the podcast episode, whatever you can listen to it. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. So, um, yeah, now that we got that recap out of the way, let us get into the biblical prophecy surrounding the bride. And, you know, uh, personally, I found that, like, trying to, like, solve this mystery was, like, a little, you know what I'm saying? She, she was a little difficult. You know think she She was a little, she was a little hard to, you know think she was a little hard to figure out. But um, I managed to find references to the bride in um, Song of Songs, uh, Psalm chapter 45, Revelation, Proverbs chapter 8, Proverbs chapter 31, Isaiah, Ezekiel, uh, Hosea, Galatians, Jeremiah, Job, and 1 Corinthians. And if you want to know how all of these verses connect to the bride of Christ, I will paint the picture for you starting in revelation because this is something that 
I need to know, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I don't know, like, when I was, like, um, looking up this prophecy, people were just throwing out verses, and I was like, how does this, how does this relate to the bride girl? So, I am going to show you how this relates to her. So, starting in Revelation, um, Revelation directly mentions the bride and the verses in Revelation help to connect all of the other passages that are in the other chapters together. So you start off in Revelation to kind of get, you know what I'm saying, the gist of, of who she is, right? Uh, in Revelation, they call the bride New Jerusalem. Um, it mentions the wedding feast and in that book, uh, the bride says, come. And Isaiah, Ezekiel, Hosea, and Jeremiah, um, uh, those chapters uh, mention Jerusalem slash Zion slash Israel. Um, it mentions God as being a husband or a bridegroom, and it alludes to a wedding or marriage. Like he talks about being married or, you know what I'm saying, having a covenant. Um, in the book Song of Songs, we're using that because um, that book is about a romance between a king and his bride. We are using chapter uh, Psalms chapter 45 because if you look at that chapter, it is called The Wedding Song. And that is also about a king and his bride. We're using Proverbs chapter 8 and things in Job and verses in uh, 1 Corinthians and anytime wisdom is brought up in the Bible because wisdom uh, in Proverbs 8 specifically um, is personified as a woman and we all know that women are rarely seen as positive things in the Bible. Also within Proverbs, wisdom calls out and says, come. Uh, also, wisdom is preparing a feast that she is inviting people to attend. Much like how it says that in Revelation, much like how Jesus um, spoke about that, saying that the kingdom of God is like a, a king inviting, you know what I'm saying, preparing a wedding feast for his son and inviting people to show up. We are using uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 31 because those verses talk about being a capable wife. And in Revelation, the bride is called Jesus's wife, the wife of the lamb, wife. So, and that is how those two connect. And lastly, we are using Galatians because um, in Galatians, it mentions a heavenly Jerusalem. And as we all know, the bride in Revelation is called New Jerusalem. And also in Revelation, the bride steps out of heaven. So this all comes together to show that, you know, that's that the bride is being mentioned in Galatians. So, okay, uh, now that we know why I'm using the scriptures that we use and like how it all connects to being the bride, um, let's discuss who the bride is in terms of character, 
a position in the kingdom, uh, learn a little bit about her story and her background, and discover the promises that God has given her. So let's start off with, you know, the obvious things that many people could, you know what I'm saying, you could conclude this easily just you know what I'm saying? Just, just, just by knowing words. <laughs> and then we'll dive deeper into uh, who she is as a person. So yeah, let's get into that. All right. So the first thing we find out about the bride of Christ is that she is a queen, as one could probably guess. You know saying? Marrying a king makes you a queen. Isn't that funny? Uh, but, you know, if you doubt that, if you doubt that fact, you know what I'm saying, here are some verses if you doubt that the bride of Christ will be a queen. So, um, in Isaiah 52, verse 2, it says, Shake yourself free, Jerusalem. Rise from the dust and sit on your throne. Undo the chains that bind you, captive people of Zion. Um, the next verse is Ezekiel 16, uh, verse 13. And that says, you had ornaments of gold and silver, and you always wore clothes of embroidered linen and silk. You ate bread from the best flour and had honey and olive oil to eat. Your beauty was dazzling, and you became a queen. Uh, the next thing, she has uh, responsibilities and duties as a queen. You know what I'm saying? She's not just, she's not just a queen for show. She's not just serving the girl's face you know what i'm saying uh she has a job and some of her duties as a queen will include making plans writing laws and helping to govern uh the kingdom of god and you can see that in proverbs 8 uh verse uh, 14 through 16 and that says i make plans and carry them out i have understanding and i am strong i help kings to govern and rulers to make laws every ruler on earth governs with my help officials and nobles alike so the queen has a job the next thing uh the queen um is a mother because again you know what i'm saying when you when you marry when you marry a father <laughs> you become a mother right so uh she will be a mom to you know what i'm saying all the all the little babies all the little babies that god has made so if you have any doubt about that um you can see that in isaiah 66 verse 7 and that says my holy city is like a woman who suddenly gives birth to a child without ever going into labor and then you can also see in galatians 4 26 where it says but the heavenly jerusalem is free and she is our mother. Uh, the next trait that you can find about the queen is that she gives the Lord joy. Uh, the queen makes her husband happy and they enjoy being together. And you can see that in a couple of verses. And the first one that I'm going to say is in um, Isaiah 65, 18 through 19. And that says, be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. The new Jerusalem I make will be full of joy and her people will be happy. I myself will be filled with joy because of Jerusalem and her people. There will be no weeping there and no calling for help. Um, the next thing is Proverbs 31, 11 through 12 and 28 through 29. And that says, her husband puts her, puts 
his confidence <laughs> in her and he will never be poor. Poor. As long as she lives, <laughs> she does him good and never harm. Her children show their appreciation and her husband praises her. He says, many women are good wives, but you are the best of them all. The next verse is uh, Proverbs 8, 30. And that says, I was beside him like an architect. I was his daily source of joy, always happy in his presence. The next uh, quality about the queen is that she's just, you know, she's just a regular old human being. Um, I've seen a couple of people online say that the queen is the Holy Spirit or like the actual spirit of wisdom. But she is just a regular, degular, you know what I'm saying? A regular, degular person like you and me. And this verse in Revelation uh, mentions the spirit and the bride as two separate entities. So this goes to show that the bride is just, you know what I'm saying? She's just a regular, she just a regular old person. <laughs> and Revelation uh, 22, 17 says, the spirit and the bride say come. Everyone who hears this must also say, come, come, whoever is thirsty, accept the water of life as a gift, whoever wants it. Another thing that I found out in the study is that uh, she is hidden by God. The bride is uh, on earth, but you know, she's, she's being hid by God. So she's not easily accessible or easy to be found. And you can see that in a couple of verses, um, in Song of Songs uh, 412, it says, My sweetheart, my bride, is a secret garden, a walled garden, a private spring. Uh, Job uh, chapter 28 in verse 12, and then the second verse is 23. Um, it says, But where can wisdom be found? Where can we learn to understand? God alone knows the way, knows the place where wisdom is found. And the next verse is 1 Corinthians 2, 7. And that says, The wisdom I proclaim is God's secret wisdom, which is hidden from human beings, but which he has already chosen for our glory, even before the world was made. So that shows that, you know, she's, she's, she's hidden. She's in the cut somewhere. And because of that, um, she is... Um, isolated or like a loner so like she's she's hidden by god she doesn't really have people around her that um help her or understand her and this can be seen through the verses where it shows that like she has to prepare herself because there is no one around her to help her and you can see that in uh jeremiah 30 verse 17 and that says i will make you well again i will heal your wounds, though your enemies say Zion is an outcast, no one cares about her. I, the Lord, have spoken. Uh, Isaiah 54 verse 11 says, The Lord says, O Jerusalem, you suffering helpless city with no one to comfort you. I will rebuild your foundations with precious stones. The next verse is um, Isaiah 52 verse 2. And that says, Shake yourself free Jerusalem see she has to do it herself rise from the dust and sit on your throne undo the chains that bind you captive people of Zion 
And then finally, uh, Revelation 19.7, and that says, Let us rejoice and be glad. Let us praise his greatness. For the time has come for the wedding of the Lamb, and his bride has prepared herself for it. So that goes to show that, you know, she she in here, she, <laughs> you won't whip me cooking in the gym, baby. You won't whip me when I was practicing in the gym. She has to do it all by herself. So, um, the next thing that I found is that she has done many good deeds, like a lot of good deeds. And, um, Revelation describes Lenin as being the good deeds of the saints. And in Proverbs 31, the bride is described as having like so much fabric that like she keeps her family warm in the winter and she makes so much fabric that like she sells it as a business. Like she has so much fabric that she, she, her family's warm and then she like sells it to merchants and she made like enough money to like buy a vineyard off of it. So like the queen has done so many good things like so many good things and you can see these verses let me say it in revelation uh revelation 19 7 through 8 says let us rejoice and be glad let us praise his greatness for the time has come for the wedding of the lamb and his bride has prepared herself for it she has been given clean linen clean shining linen to wear then it says the linen is the good deeds of god's people and so then you can see in uh, Proverbs 31, how much linen this girl has. And it says, she keeps herself busy making wool and linen cloth. She looks at land and buys it. And with money she has earned, she plants a vineyard. She spins her own thread and weaves her own cloth. She is generous to the poor and needy. She doesn't worry when it snows because her family has warm clothing. She makes bedspreads and wears clothes of fine purple linen. She makes clothes and belts and sells them to merchants. Girl, that's a lot of good deeds. <laughs> that is a lot of good deeds. That's a lot. That's a lot of good deeds. And yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the next thing that I found in this study is that she is a prophet. My good sis, she is a prophet of God. Okay. And um, she's out there trying to win souls for the kingdom. And you can see that in um, Proverbs chapter 8. And it says, listen, wisdom is calling out. Reason is making herself heard. On the hilltops near the road and at the crossroads she stands. At the entrance to the city beside the gate she calls. I appeal to all of you. I call to everyone on earth. You can also see this in uh, Proverbs chapter 9. And that says, wisdom has built her house and made seven columns for it. She has had an animal killed for a feast, mixed spices in the wine, and set the table. She had sent her servant woman to call out from the highest place in town. Come in, ignorant people. And to the foolish, she says, come eat my food and drink the wine that I have mixed. Leave the company of ignorant people and live. Follow the way of knowledge. So she is out here preaching. I'm saying preaching the word of God. Look at her. And I also found that she is a reflection 
of the glory of God. So not only is my good sister prophet, but she is a powerful prophet at that. She reflects God's glory in her words and in her life. And she walk it. How she talk it, y'all. <laughs> and you can see that in um, Revelation 21, verse 10 through 11. And that says, The Spirit took control of me, and the angel carried me to the top of a very high mountain. He showed me Jerusalem, the holy city, coming down out of heaven from God and shining with the glory of God. The city shone like a precious stone, like a jasper, clear as a crystal. And the next one is Isaiah um, 60, verse 1 through 3. And then the next verse is 19. And that says, Arise, Jerusalem, and shine like the sun. The glory of the Lord is shining on you. Other nations will be covered by darkness. But on you, the light of the Lord will shine. The brightness of his presence will be with you. Nations will be drawn to your light. And kings will be the dawning of your new day. No longer will the sun be your light by day or the moon be your light by night. I, the Lord, will be your internal light. The light of my glory will shine on you. Okay, so the next thing that I found out is that um, the bride of Christ uh, comes from an abusive family. So, um, unfortunately, uh, the queen has suffered under the hand of abuse in her life. And her family has treated her terribly and has abused and neglected her. And you can see that in multiple uh, books. And you can... The first one that I'll read is uh, Song of Songs uh, 1, verse 6, and that says, Don't look down on me because of my color, because the sun has tanned me. My brothers were angry with me and made me work in the vineyard. I had no time to take care of myself. Um, the next verse is Psalms 45, verse 10, and that says, Bride of the king, listen to what I said. Forget your people and your relatives. Uh, this next verse is Isaiah 66, 5, and that says, Listen to what the Lord says, you that fear and obey him. Because you are faithful to me, some of your own people will hate you and will have nothing to do with you. They mock you and say, Let the Lord show his greatness and save you so that we may see you rejoice. But they themselves will be disgraced. Uh, Ezekiel 16, verse 4 through 5 and that says, when you were born, no one cut your umbilical cord or washed you or rubbed you with salt or wrapped you in cloth. No one took enough pity on you to do any of these things for you. When you were born, no one loved you. You were thrown out into an open field. Uh, the next verse says, um, the Lord says, O Jerusalem, you suffering helpless city with no one to comfort you. I will rebuild your foundations with precious stones. And that's um, Isaiah 54, 11. Uh, the next one is Isaiah 62, 8 through 9. And that says, The Lord has made a solemn promise, and by his power he will carry it out. Your grain will no longer be food for your enemies, and foreigners will no longer drink your wine. But you that have planted and harvested grain will eat the bread and praise the Lord. You that tended and gathered grapes will drink the wine in the courts of my temple. And that last verse showcases that she was abused because it's like 
your food will no longer be for your enemies, meaning that it was before. And foreigners will no longer drink your wine, meaning that foreigners have drunken her wine. So this goes to show that, uh, unfortunately, she was abused and mistreated by her family. But I also found that um, the abuse brought her and Jesus closer together because it caused her to like, you know, cling to the Lord and, you know what I'm saying, for support and love. And you can see that in um, Hosea chapter 2, verse 14 through 16. And that says, so I'm going to take her to into the desert again, which we all know deserts are wildernesses, which means painful experiences. Um, and win her back with words of love. I will give back to her the vineyards that she had, meaning that her vineyards will, were stolen, and make Trouble Valley a door of hope. She will respond to me there as she did when she was young, when she came from Egypt. Then once again, she will call me her husband. She will no longer call me her Baal. And this next one is Ezekiel 16, uh, verse 6 through 10. And that says, Then I passed by and saw you squirming in your own blood. You were covered with blood, but I wouldn't let you die. I made you grow like a healthy plant. You grew strong and tall and became a young woman. Your breasts were well formed and your hair had grown, but you were naked. As I passed by again, I saw that the time had come for you to fall in love. I covered your naked body with my coat and promised to love you. Yes, I made a marriage covenant with you and you became mine. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Then I took water and washed the blood off of you. I rubbed olive oil on your skin. I dressed you in embroidered gowns and gave you shoes of the best leather, a linen headband, and a silk cloak. So, you know, the Lord saw what was what was going on in her life and and came through and helped her out in some situations. Uh, however, uh, <laughs> I also found that um, the abuse caused problems in their relationship. Um, her family mocked her and doubted that God would do anything in her life. And God may even have like held back from moving in her life. And this probably caused her to feel even more alone and in, 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 in the middle of a bad situation. So, um, you can see that again in verse, uh, Isaiah 65 verse five. And that says, listen to what the Lord says, you that fear him and obey him because you are faithful to me. Some of your own people will hate you and will have nothing to do with you. They mock you and say, let the Lord show his greatness and save you so that we may see you rejoice. But they themselves will be disgraced. In the next uh, verse, it says, Israel, you are like a young wife, deserted by her husband and deeply distressed. But the Lord calls you back to him and says, for one brief moment, I left you and with deep love, I will take you back. And that is Isaiah 54, 6 through 7. I think I said that already. Um <laughs> The next verse is no longer will you be called forsaken or your land be called the deserted wife. Your new name uh, will be God is pleased with her. Your land will be called happily married because the Lord is pleased with you 
and will be like a husband to your land. And that is Isaiah 62 verse 4. And uh, I wanted to talk about um, how like the Lord um, what am I saying? I feel very profity right now. But the Lord um, like for a brief moment I left you. I know seeing that verse uh, sometimes people can feel like you know the Lord abandoned you but as the Bible also says he will never leave you nor forsake you. So I think this is showcasing um, how she felt. Like she felt deserted by her husband. She's deeply distressed. She felt like he left her. And maybe he even uh, is moving in a way that gives off the implication that he left her. But um, <laughs> this reminds me of like um, the story in the New Testament with Jesus and how Mary and Mary and Martha's brother Lazarus died and like people heard about it like he knew about it like the day he died and was like I'm away <laughs> and like since we know the story now we know that like he raises him back to death but we also don't realize that on the other side of this Mary and Martha are like yo we're cool with you you knew our brother you know he's dead why aren't you showing up if you showed up here earlier you could have raised him from the dead why aren't you here you know what I'm saying and so it's like in those situations like you know that eventually he's gonna come and he's gonna give them a miracle and it's gonna show them you know, and saying that he's he's not just a healer, he's a resurrector. But when you're in the middle of something and you're going through something difficult, and especially because it's like, she's in pain. She's in an abusive situation. And just like Mary and Martha, it's like, you're, you're, they're in pain. They're grieving. Their brother is dead. So it's not even as if, like, you know, they're waiting in... Uh, in pleasant circumstances. They're waiting in the middle of pain. Heart-wrenching pain. The loss of your brother and being abused and mocked by your family. And I'm waiting on you to show up. I am waiting and I know you know what's going on. Because the both of them, someone's wife, Mary and Martha, because he went to their house before, so they he knows them. He knew all of them. And was like, dude, where are you? Where were you? What are you doing? You know? And I think this is just, um, you know, showcasing, like, her emotions in the middle of that. It's not saying that he actually left her. But I do think he's moving in a way that makes her feel as though he has. So I just wanted to talk about that. And the next thing that I found that even though all of this stuff 
was happening in her life. Uh, she's sitting up under abuse. She is waiting on the Lord and it feels like the Lord has left her. Um, I found that she still remained faithful to the Lord or will remain faithful girl. I don't know if this is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she's faithful to him and is still, you know what I'm saying? Uh, following. You know what I'm saying? What he's, the things that he's doing in her life. So, um, you can see that in, uh, Jeremiah two, verse two. And that says, uh, proclaim this message to everyone in Jerusalem. I remember how faithful you were when you were young, how you loved me. When we were first married, you followed me through the desert, through a land that had not been planted. And again, this next verse, I know I keep saying this, uh, Isaiah 66, verse five, uh, I'll probably say, just say the first part. And it says, listen to what the Lord says, you that fear and obey him because you are faithful to me. You know what I'm saying? Because you are faithful to me, she's dealing with the consequences of her family mocking her. But it is because she is faithful to him. So even though she's in the midst of all of this stuff going on, she is still being faithful to the Lord. So, um, uh, I also looked around and saw what um, was promised to the bride. And as I looked through uh, the scriptures, girl, there are so many scriptures. I don't even really feel like... Um, <laughs> I don't even really feel like reading all of them, to be honest. But to get the gist of it, the Lord um, promises to um, save her from abuse and that he will protect her and she will never have to endure that kind of pain again. He'll restore her and exalt her to her rightful place on the throne and he will punish everyone that was against her and made fun of her. So, I'm going to just say a couple of verses. There's, there are so many. I have so many that I, um, I put down for this. I don't feel like reading all of them. But uh, <laughs> the first one is in Hosea uh, chapter 2, 19 through 20. And that says, Israel, I will make you my wife. I will be true and faithful. I will show you constant love and mercy and make you mine forever. I will keep my promise and make you mine. And you will acknowledge me as Lord. Uh... Isaiah 66, uh, 12 through 14 says, I will bring you lasting prosperity. The wealth of nations will flow to you like a river that never goes dry. You will be like a child that is nursed by its mother, carried in her arms and treated with love. I will comfort you in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. When you see this happen, you will be glad. It will make you strong and healthy. Then you will know that I, the Lord, help those who obey me and I show my anger against my enemies. And there are so many verses. You can see the rest of her promise um, in Isaiah 60, verse 13 through 22. Um, Isaiah 61, verse 10 through 11. And in the whole chapter of Isaiah uh, 62. So there are many, many things <laughs> many verses essentially saying the same thing where it's just like i'm gonna save you i'm gonna protect you and i'm gonna punish them people 
who did you wrong. So that is her promise. That, you know what I'm saying? He gonna, he gonna get her out of the situation, protect her, and punish them people who did her dirty. Um, the next um, trait that I found about her is that she is beautiful. Okay, um, she is a beautiful person inside and out, but these verses focus more on her beautiful outer exterior, and you can see that in uh, Song of Songs 1, uh, verse 15, and that says, How beautiful you are, my love, how your eyes shine with love. Uh, the next one is Song of Songs, chapter 4, verses 1 and 7. And that says, how beautiful you are, my love. How your eyes shine with love behind your veil. Your hair dances like a flock of goats <laughs> bounding down the hills of Gilead. How beautiful you are, my love. How perfect you are. The next verse is uh, Psalm 45, chapter 11. And that says, your royal husband delights in your beauty. Honor him, for he is your Lord. The next one is Psalm 45, chapter 13. And that says, the princess is in the palace. How beautiful she is. Her gown is made of gold thread. And this uh, last one is Ezekiel 16, verses 13 through 14. And that says, you had ornaments of gold and silver. You always wore clothes of embroidered linen and silk. You ate bread from the best flour and had honey and olive oil to eat. Your beauty was dazzling and you became a queen. You became famous in every nation for your perfect beauty because I was the one who made you so lovely. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. So this goes to show that, you know what I'm saying, she's, she's a beautiful, she's a beautiful lady. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Um, this next one, because I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even categorize this. I just, I just said, she's, she, this category is like, like, she's just a that girl. <laughs> she's just that girl that I was just like girl I don't even know where to place put a category for this but this just shows like all of the like qualities and traits that she's described as having right so you can see this in Proverbs chapter 8 verse 6 through 12 uh, 14 19 through 20 Okay, and that says, listen to my excellent words. All I tell you is right, because remember, she's a prophet. What I say is the truth. Lies are hateful to me. Everything I say is true. Nothing is false or misleading. To those with insight, it is all clear. To the well-informed, it is all plain. Choose my instruction instead of silver. Choose knowledge rather than the finest gold. I am wisdom. I am better than jewels. Nothing you won't can compare with me. <laughs> I have wisdom when I have insight. I have knowledge and sound judgment. I make plans and carry them out. I have understanding and I am strong. What you get from me is better than the finest gold, better than the purest silver. I walk the way of righteousness. I follow the paths of justice. <laughs> we, we, love, we love a girl who's sure of herself. We love that. We sure do. You can also see it in uh, Proverbs chapter 31, uh, verse 10, 7 through 18, 20, 25 through 27 and 30. Um, and that says, how hard is it to find a capable wife? 
She is worth far more than jewels. She is a hard worker, strong and industrious. She knows the value of everything she makes and works late into the night. She is generous to the poor and needy. She is strong and respected and not afraid of the future. She speaks with a gentle wisdom. She is always busy and look after her family's need. Charm is deceptive and beauty disappears, but a woman who honors the Lord should be praised. And for this next one, I just put this category as like, put some respect on her name. <laughs> and these are just some verses that emphasize, you know what I'm saying? That she's that girl. She's that girl. She's not regular. Okay. And this says, uh, this is Song of Songs 2, verses 2, chapter 2, verse 2. And that says, like a lily among thorns is my darling among women. And uh, this next one is Proverbs 31, verse 29 through 31. And that says, he says, many women are good wives, but you are the best of them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty disappears, but a woman who honors the Lord should be praised. Give her credit for all she does. She deserves the respect of everyone. So like I said, girl, put some, put some respect Put some respect on her name. Because she's that girl. She's that girl. Come on. She's that girl. <laughs> see? See? Look at look at the thunder agreeing. She is that girl. <laughs> and um, this last thing. This is something that like I figured out. But I'm a little iffy on it, to keep it real with you. So these, this is this is what the, the verses are alluding to me. But you know what I'm saying. Let me know what y'all what y'all think about it. But based on what I saw, based on what I read, it appears that she is the first creation that was ever made. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I don't I don't know how I know this or how I, maybe it's just a feeling. I feel like everybody was made before we was like put on the earth but like i don't know how that works in terms of like the timeline or like things of that i mean mean, look like i said this i don't know for sure this is the implication that i'm seeing with the verses that i read you know what i'm saying but i'm gonna just say all of them and y'all let me know what y'all think how y'all feel about it what what the girl is giving you know what i'm saying so uh, you can see that in Proverbs 8, uh, 22 through 31. And that says, the Lord created me, first of all, the first of his works long ago. I was made in the very beginning at the first before the world began. I was born before the oceans when there were no springs of water. I was born before the mountains, before the hills were set in place, before God made the earth and its fields or even the first handful of soil. I was there when he set the sky in place, when he stretched the horizons across the ocean, when he placed the clouds in the sky, when he opened the springs of the ocean and ordered the waters of the sea to rise no further than he said. I was there when he laid the earth foundations. I was beside him like an architect. I was his daily source of joy, always happy in his presence, happy with the world and pleased with the human race. This uh, next one is uh, Genesis 
1 verse uh, 26 and I think I mean like I said this feels like this explains this verse where it's like then God said and now we will make human beings and they will be like us and resemble us they will have power over the fish the birds and all the animals domestic and wild large and small um this next one is uh Jeremiah 2 1 through 3 and it's like the Lord told me to proclaim this message to everyone in Jerusalem I remember how faithful you were when you were young and to me when I'm saying young it's making me think of like you know what I'm saying like the before like faithful before she came to the earth but you know what I'm saying I don't know how you loved me when we were first married you followed me through the desert through a land that had not been planted Israel you belonged to me alone and that's what got me thinking like is she the first creation like she would have belonged to him alone like she wouldn't have had you know what I'm saying she wouldn't have had no family or nothing like she the first creation it's just you and him you know what I'm saying? That's that's the implication I was I'm getting. But <laughs> it says, You belong to me alone. You are my sacred possession. I said, suffering and disaster on everyone who hurts you. I the Lord have spoken. And this last one that um I use for this is so I'm going to take her into the desert again. There I will win her back. So to me, I'm like. It sounds like a previous, saying a previous marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, like y'all was together before. And I will give her back the vineyard she had and make Trouble Valley a door of hope. She will respond to me there as she did when she was young. Again, I feel like this is giving off the implication that, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was a before <laughs> when she came from Egypt. Then, once again, she will call me her husband. She will no longer call me her Baal or Baal or whatever that fake god name is um yeah and that's everything you know what i'm saying if you feel as though you know what i'm saying it's like this is what i'm reading too it's giving out the implication that she's the first creation let me know let me know how you feel let me know how you think but uh yeah that was everything that i found when i did a deep okay when i tell you deep i mean deep a deep dive into the biblical prophecy of the pride of Christ. And I'm telling I feel like I read her life for filth. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm giving, I, I you know what I'm saying? I exposed her whole life. Okay? So, you know. You know, that's all I had to say on this. <laughs> That's all I have to say on the matter. So, um, yeah. I uh, hope you learned something. And if you have any, you know what I'm saying? If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any, you know what I'm saying? You got some insight. You got some tea to give the girls. Hit me up. You know what I'm saying? She has an Instagram. She has a, she has a Twitter. The Bible is inclusive. At Bible inclusive for Twitter. She has a website. The Bible is inclusive.com. Let me know. You know what I'm saying? Let me know how you feel. And, you know what I'm saying? We can talk about it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, that's all I have to say. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. If you would like to find me online, 
I'm on Instagram at the Bible is inclusive and I'm on Twitter at Bible inclusive. Uh, I also have a book. It's called who told you that God was homophobic and that's available in paperback and ebook. And that's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Apple books, uh, Kobo Scribd, and other retailers. And if you would like to visit my website, my website is called uh, thebibleisinclusive.com and that is the host of my blog and I make many posts on there about like you know the spiritual things that I have found out. <laughs> uh, I attempt to be more active on the blog than I am on my podcast so I would recommend that you subscribe to my website so that you can get updates every time I post on there because you know, she posts on there more frequently. And uh, if you would like to become a Christian, uh, you can figure that out on my website as well. You can go to the menu, there's a tab and it says, you know, how to become a Christian and it'll show you the prayer that you can pray in order to become a Christian if you would like to. And also uh, you don't have to, you're not forced into this, but if you would like to donate to me, uh, you can also go to my website and there is a tab on there that says donate and you can uh, put in, you know, however much money you would like. They have a single like one time donations and they also I think they have reoccurring donations on there, too. So you can, you know, do it however you want and you'll be able to donate to me. And. Yeah, thank you again for making it all the way to the end of the podcast, and I'll see y'all in the next one.